buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless, frustrated, and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome. From our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Brad Wells. And in our studio, Andrew Friedenstein and Joe Kirby. Now, today's story was sent in by one of our listeners. It's a Vietnam War story about the last flight of Captain Lance Sijun. Take a moment with us and look back and find hope from history. November the 9th, 1967. Pilot Lieutenant Colonel John Armstrong and Lieutenant Lance Sijun had a bombing mission in Laos. It's the Vietnam War. They're flying at night, and on their way to their objective, one of the bombs explodes on the plane, causing massive damage wow. to the plane. Now, they're not new pilots or anything. They've done this before. Absolutely. This is their 52nd mission, which is just incredible. I mean, these are, these are the pros. I mean, these are the people people look up to uh, and they learn from. But there was something defective about one of the bombs. Yeah. And so it blows up. And fortunately, Saijon is able to eject from the airplane and parachute down onto a ridge that was just very rugged, rocky limestone. That area in Asia, I'm sure we've all seen pictures, is, is very tropical, very dense, and very rugged. And this place was no different. But the surface was not, oh, a nice jungle floor with leaves. It was just very rocky. And so this is, again, November the 9th. Nobody hears from these down pilots to the morning of November the 11th. Now, that's unusual because in the Vietnam War, unfortunately, downed airplanes was a common thing. In fact, there's, there's record of pilots being shot down, and in 20 to 30 minutes, they've been rescued wow. by helicopter. Wow. You know, which is just amazing, but that's yeah. just kind of how it's just yeah, they're, everyday They're getting thing. good at this. The more they have to do it, you know, the better they got. Absolutely. And, um, of course, back then they didn't have a sophisticated radar and GPS as we have now that we can pinpoint everything. So a plane shot down, you know, when you parachute out, there's a big area to cover. You just don't go, you know, looking uh, and kind of fishing in the dark when you're endangering other people's lives. So they wait until they get contacted. Uh, back And, well, morning, November 11th, Saijon is able to make contact uh, with the home base. And so they said, all right, absolutely, we're coming to get you. So they mount this huge operation to rescue Saijon. And just on trying to rescue him, 20 aircraft were damaged by anti-aircraft uh, gunfire from North Vietnam. Those are just the ones that were damaged. Wow. And they spend days trying to soften up this area. They send in a helicopter to rescue him. And kind of the standard procedure, what they would do is they send in the helicopter, they lower the rope down, and then a uh, PJ, a rescue officer, would come down, come down and get the down pilot, wrap him up in the harness, kind of like while we see the Coast Guard maybe rescue people on open sea, kind of one of those type deal, yeah. and um, rescue the pilot, and boom, off they go. So a helicopter comes. And is hovering, of course, which is a very vulnerable position to be in in enemy right. territory. They're hovering for 33 minutes. 
That's incredible. With all the aircraft that had already been damaged, for them to be there that long, uh, what exactly took them so long to get uh, him out? Well, when Cy John ejected from the airplane and landed on the ridge, I'm going to read this list of his personal injuries. First, he had a fractured skull. He had a mangled right hand and a double compound fracture in his left leg. Wow. So the only way he was able to move was actually by scooting on his backside. And he's on a rocky limestone ridge. And so he's moving very, 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 very slowly. Now the helicopter was there hovering and they were going to send down a PJ like normally. So the PJ would be able to, although I'm sure very painfully, carry him. But again, they weren't exactly sure where he was. They just knew he was close. Um, but he actually told them, don't send him down. I don't want him to get hurt. Uh, don't send that officer out of the helicopter. So they, they didn't. And he was not able to make it to the rope. And they could no longer raise him on the radio. So they couldn't see him because he was hiding in the jungle, fear of being captured. The helicopter's hovering with this uh, rope whatever, mm -hmm. uh, down there, and he's his job is just to, to get to it the best way he can, and he's scooting inch by inch to this, but with all the pain and the injury, he can't do it. And he's such a man's man and, uh, you know, loves his own fellow soldiers. He's like, I don't want them to get hurt, and he sends them away. Yeah, well, he said, don't come down here, and they can't raise him on the radio, so they just leave. They're afraid that either he's... Um, they knew about his injuries. Of course, they were talking with them. So afraid, is he passed out? Did he die? Did he get captured? They don't know at this point if they can't have radio contact. Right. And so, and they couldn't see him from the helicopter again. It's so dense. Uh, the, the, you know, foil is there and everything. And so they just have to leave and they're never able to raise him on the radio again. Even in the middle of this incredible story of this man, his valor, his courage, is the story of the support teams that are that are coming in. People are risking all, sacrificing, 20 planes being shot and having some sort of damage. It's amazing how much we risk to rescue one of our own. It's, it's, it's a wonderful story. And as we talk about uh, American heroism and valor, we also need to remember a Christianity and and living for God and and rescuing those that are downed. And we need to we need to go to them. We need to uh, to risk and rescue those that might be very very highly compromised. It's like leaving the ninety and nine for that one. Yeah, you risk a lot that's for right. one. One is valuable to God. And maybe that's where that has been ingrained in us as a Christian nation that we don't leave any man behind. Right. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. Well, that's right. And you know what? It just further on that, mm -hmm. it really it gives value to the ninety nine. They're being left by the shepherd. The one is being sought out, but the other ninety nine say, "Wow, there is an incredible value in my individuality." Right. Yeah. If that was me, he'd go get me. That's right. Yeah. Well, and Lance Sidejohn is a perfect illustration of the value of one person and what one person can do and why every person is valuable. Because Lance Sijon, what they feared is that he was either dead or captured. They just didn't know. So he would be classified as MIA, missing in action. We just, we just don't know what happened here. Well, we found out later on, though, 
Because for 46 days, Lance Sijon, on that limestone rocky ridge, evaded capture My goodness. on his own, injured, just scooting on his backside. Wow. Now, not to get too descriptive, but, you know, that rock shred his clothes yeah. and started to shred through the layers of his skin. Right. So he's got this double compound fracture in his leg, fractured skull, mangled right hand. I mean, the guy is in awful shape. I mean, to survive in the jungle for 46 days in good health, you know, and just if everything's fine, that's a notable accomplishment. That's, that's a like, TV series right that's there. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, but so the, so the background on this guy, he's uh, he's from the Midwest. Yeah, he's right? from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he was a football player, from what I recall. Yeah, he was a football player and he was athletic, but you can see pictures of him, you know, look him up online, and he's just kind of a uh, average guy. I mean, he's not this huge, you know, sometimes we hear these huge feats of, of heroism and, and accomplishment, like, wow, this guy is, you know, massive. He, look, I mean, he's just okay. I mean, he's a young, fit man, but that's it. You don't sit so there and the walk courage, away. Wow. The courage is inside. It's inside. It is good, old-fashioned American grit. Wow. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. what it is. This guy has just got grit. To wow. wake up every day. Can you imagine what goes through your mind after 46 days of scooting? How how much <laughs> that hurts? Goodness. I mean, how much that leg hurts? I mean, goodness sakes, you know, we step a toe. We step on a Lego, you know, where we're, <laughs> we're ready to call 911, you know. Right. Um, this guy was a man's man. And so, well, what happened at 46 days? Why wasn't it 47 days? Well, at 46 days, um, he actually uh, comes out onto a road right as a truck is driving by, and he gets captured. So they take him to a, uh, of course, a prison camp, and the North uh, Vietnam Army, the other Viet Cong, uh, they did not abide by civilized warfare, if you will. They tortured the prisoners. Mm -hmm. Give us information. Whatever information you have, we want. Well, for him, unfortunately, uh, torture was really easy. Because he has all these injuries. I mean, if your hand is mangled, double compound fracture in your leg, you got a fractured skull. It's really easy to torture someone like that, unfortunately. And he never gave up anything. The the cool part on top of that, not giving up, was you gotta tell her no, he he overpowers a guard. Yes. And escape. What are you talking about? He overpowered a guard. Yeah. I, I would not want to be that With guard. With all those injuries. Yes. With all those injuries. Yes. He overpowers and escapes. He doesn't it, just overpower a guard like, oh, and someone else comes in. No, he escapes the prison camp. My word. For several hours. Now, we can't really get yeah, that far. Going inches at a time, or maybe a little more than that. But how awesome is that? Wow. That he, in his condition, now, I'm, I don't want to be this prison guard going back to the lunchroom saying, oh, you're that guy? Wow. You yeah. know, I mean, so this guy is a mighty man. Maybe not just physical strength, but mental strength, courage, and valor. You know, in 2 Samuel 23, there's a list of great, courageous men, and they're the mighty men of David. And there's, there's several, several of them here. Uh, one is Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite. I think he grew up you know, learning how to fight there on the, in the playground <laughs> in the village. Um, but the Bible says that he defied the Philistines that were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. So everyone uh, leaves and leaves him alone. 
And then in verse number 10, it says, He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand claved to the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to to the spoil. It's just an incredible valor of somebody, courage, tenacity, to not flee, to not turn back when everyone else does. Right. Yeah. And we need that. We need that today. Absolutely. In fact, Sai John, the reason we know his story, remember there's no more radio contact. The reason we know his story is from other POWs in that same prison camp that he was in. He, of course, talked to them. They heard his story. And uh, Sai John eventually passed away. He died from his injuries. And wow. from giving up no information. Though. Giving up no information. Wow. And these other prisoners said, you know what? We have got to live. Mm. We need to tell Sai John's story. And they were inspired by him. Yeah. And they continued on, told the story. And we know about this man's legacy because of what others saw in him. They saw it, they were inspired, and they said, we've got to tell this man's story. And then the whole nation became moved by it, especially that in that day and time. Uh, he was, after he passed away, he was promoted to a captain, as well as given the highest award we can give someone, and that's the Medal of Honor. Wow. Because wow. he embodies the value of one person and what one person is capable of. And it's another illustration of how awesome our military is oh, and yes. the men and women that serve in our military and uh, what they are capable of. And right. also what we as Americans uh, need to remember that there are, we, we kind of think about the good old days, like, oh, that's what they did back then and all that. That's awesome. But no, there are people today defending our country that have the same grit that Cy John has. And I don't know about you, but I sleep a little bit better at night sure. knowing that men and women like this are defending my country. As we hear these incredible stories about Vietnam and then we look back at the mighty men of David, we think about the United States of America in a time of peace, at least peace from foreign enemies. But there is a struggle. There's a moral struggle. There's a great fight. The battlegrounds of, of truth, staying staying. F- true to, to what's right and our biblical heritage and the founding fathers of our great nation. And I think of, um, I think of myself, I think of Christians and all these churches that are, that are around and preachers and people that have, have given themselves to this great noble cause that we're in. And we need to fight and we need to be able to, we need to be able to fight wounded. I think of the coach Vince Lombardi. And he used to say this, you've got to learn how to play hurt. You've got to learn how to play hurt, meaning when everything's working well, that's one thing. But then you get an injury, then something happens, then something doesn't go the way you planned. How do you fight now? How do you play now? I think as Christians, we need to be willing to to fight even when we're hurt. We need to be able to stay in with grit and tenacity and not quit. And even continue on when others fall back. Yes. There are times when the truth is so there right before us being defied like, like, like David and Goliath where no one else, nobody else was willing to stand and face that giant. Right. It took one kid's strength stepping up and saying, 
I'm not going to allow this to continue. Yeah. If no one else will, it's going to be me. And if we can get men and women doing that same thing today, whether it be here in Washington, D.C., back in your hometown, your home state, somebody has to stand for truth and somebody um, has to be willing to do what others aren't going to do. And I think the great truth of all this is you're exactly right, but the great truth that we can take courage from is that one person can make a difference. Exactly. We don't need a whole army. God and plus one, God plus me, is a majority. Yeah. That's, that's the whole story of David and Goliath. No, it's just God and a little boy. That's enough. Lance Sijon, what a difference he made and what a legacy he left and the lives of people that he's impacted. You can make a difference. You and God is a majority. I think of the great song, Am I a Soldier of the Cross? And, you know, there's several different um, verses there to that song. Do you guys know this song? I don't know if I know it. Am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb? That's all I know. That's a, that was awesome, man. Take That's, it away. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I've never. I don't know if I know this at all. This. Let me. Let me just read it to you. Um, am I a soldier of the cross, a follower of the Lamb? And shall I fear to own His cause, or blush to speak His name? And and then it goes on. Verse number three is just came into my mind. Are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the flood? Is this vile world a friend to grace to help me unto God? And it it says, no, I'm going to fight. I'm going to go forward. I am going to to enter into, engage in this in this great war for truth. And can we just encourage you? Your position, your family, your town, your station in life is vital. It's vital to the cause. Do what you can. Everything matters. Everything counts. And it will be remembered. And you will inspire somebody that wants to tell your story. So fight. Don't quit. Do what's right. And we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And, you know, some people have asked us, Joe, how do I get these? And, and I've heard one, and then a couple weeks later, I hear another. We actually produce these on a regular basis, and, and tell us how we, can, how we can hear them. So every week, we are posting these on our Facebook page. You can like the page, you can follow the page. You, you do both to make sure that you get those into your feed, and every week, you'll see that pop up as we, as we post those. But you can also go a step further if you like listening to the podcast on um, uh, a podcast app. It could be iTunes or, or Google, whatever your phone or whatever your favorite app happens to be, and subscribe yeah. to our podcast. You'll make sure you'll get, you'll get notified every week that they come down. Or you could subscribe to our email list, and we'll send that out to you as they're available and send you other news and updates as well with the different things that are happening with the Awake America ministry. Because we have stuff going on every single week. We tell you these stories to bring hope from history, as well as we're in several meetings right here on the Hill, and we'll do our best to give you the information you need for patriotism and the cause of Christ. 